Welcome to Soul Forum. We're delighted to have you as we attempt to kind of democratize the experience of soul. Each conversation in this second season takes you deeper into the experience of your own body, the collective body, earth body, and even the cosmic body as we explore the way soul finds expression in our time. We hope what you discover along the way helps you journey a little deeper into your own soul body. Welcome. In this episode, I get to speak with Jen. We touch on the mind-body-spirit aspect of getting physical with your own body and the different ways that is expressed for different people. Jen's perspective is that as one finds and explores their own personal passions in the physical realm, it serves as a gateway and access point to tap into their most powerful selves. I hope you enjoy hearing our conversation and maybe notice for yourself the places your body leads you to your own unbound self. All right, Jen, I'm excited to be with you today for a couple of reasons, but one of the main ones is over the course of my life, my relationship with my body has transformed. And it went from like being at war with my body when I was in my younger days to working out for how I looked. I got to a point where I, I looked like I looked the best of my whole life. And then I was out hiking in the Sierra and it was like the first hike of the season. And I'm like huffing and puffing. <laughs> And I'm like hiking on the trail and I'm like surrounded by these beautiful sequoias. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, so I've been going to the gym like six days a week and I couldn't even handle a simple three mile hike. And I just had this big epiphany in that moment of like, are you, you know, is this vanity or are you interested in, you know, like how you move in the world? And um, I literally changed how I viewed my relationship to exercise and fitness. And so then I was just curious, like what have been some of the stop points along your journey as you've developed your relationship with fitness and your, you know, your, how you, how you move in the world and how you treat your body. And I, I love your story. Um, I, you know, it's a bit, it's actually a really big part of, of what I do now is exactly what you just said. Mm. So when people come to me, uh, as a coach, um, I ask them for their aesthetic goal, what they would like their body to look like in a perfect world, mm -hmm. uh, what their physical goal would be, what mm -hmm. they would like their body to feel like. Maybe there's an injury, maybe there's something that they, you know, want to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then a far reaching goal of something that they want to accomplish and then I go, okay, so what does your life look like? Right? Because of course, everybody wants to have the six pack abs. They want to have that bodybuilder build, right? Mm -hmm. We're not everybody, but a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so taking that and saying, okay, well, and you've got three kids, you know, or not you, but you know, yeah, yeah. The, this person, this hypothetical person, uh, and you like to have, you know, do you like to have a glass of wine with your husband on the weekends? Do you like to eat with your children? You know? Mm -hmm. All of those things go out the window. And if that's your passion, I think you should follow it no matter what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think that you are going to have that body, climb Mount Kilimanjaro and, you know, eat, uh, uh, <laughs> eat out on the weekends with your family, 
it's just not going to be balanced, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, wellness and fitness is really about cultivating those things as uh, as a whole, as a holistic approach mm-hmm. um, for happiness, for like satisfaction in your in your the entirety of your life, mm-hmm. right? So how do we give you the best version of you? physically, mentally, emotionally through this practice, through this meaningful practice, right? Mm -hmm. So for myself personally, Mm -hmm. how I've come to that is honestly, I was, I was a bit of a thug growing up. I was a total punk kid. Um, Mm -hmm. I was getting in trouble. I wasn't good to my body. Um, I was, you know, I was truly trying to harm myself in, in many ways Mm -hmm. and it was intense and I, I, I wanted to feel what I felt on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, my my first child, my daughter, when I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, that experience really brought that to the forefront, that that I had been damaging my, my body and damaging my soul, you know, in the process. And, and moving out of that, how was I going to take this, this need to feel my feelings physically and transform it into something positive for myself. And so I started going into, and I, I'm really lucky that I grew up in a home that, you know, um, promoted meditation and promoted wellness in, mm-hmm. in nature and, and, you know, that type of thing. Uh, so we were always hiking. My dad was always trying to get me to meditate, you know, mm-hmm. there, so there was, there, cool. there was that awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really lucky. Uh, for that. Um, but so moving into a yoga practice seemed like the first step for me. Uh, and you know, being a parent was hard, is hard. (laughs) It's still hard. Um, and it was like, I, I had all of these emotions that I was trying to process physically and it, and I was looking for something more intense. I needed to feel it in a more intense way. And so I found Ashtanga yoga, um, Mm -hmm. and then I started running and then I started trail running and hiking mm-hmm. and rucking, which is carrying weight while you're, you know, In hiking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it was weightlifting, you know, and I never really did the bodybuilding thing. Um, for me, it's more the powerlifting side and, and what can I tackle from a performance perspective. Uh, so I did a lot of obstacle course racing. Uh, I did a lot of go ruck events, which are military style training for civilians. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of the, you know, it's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the apex of feeling your feelings physically. It's mm-hmm. like you show up to this event late at night, uh, with just a backpack on your back, weighted, mm-hmm. uh, and a special forces guy puts you through a series of challenges mm-hmm. and you don't know what they're going to be. You can't train for them. Mm-hmm. And so wow. that really, uh, was a big, a pivotal point in my, in, in my journey, uh, just in terms of creating something for myself and hopefully creating something for other people where we are creating a foundational strength, a foundational readiness and performance base so that we can go out and do whatever is thrown at us and whatever we want to do. Um, so that's really been the journey for me. And so that's, that's really what my passion is now is physical readiness to just do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was was exactly like, Oh, I just want to be able to ski really fast. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> and be right? ready for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I think as we as we evolve uh, in age, you know, we also evolve in character and, and who we really resonate as. Uh, and there is a physicality to that that we, we kind of put it away. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think we have to. No. <laughs> you know, right. it's like um, my sister uh, just turned 50 and she learned to surf this year. And she's out, you know, surfing every day. And I just, like, that lights me on fire. I love that. Mm-hmm. I taught a 68-year-old woman how to deadlift yesterday, mm-hmm. and she feels amazing about it, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff lights me up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, you know, you mentioned that you were raised in a spiritual atmosphere. Where along the way did you incorporate this, you know, sort of spiritual part of your life with your physical, you know, just the things that you did with your body? I think that the the connection between my spiritual and my physical was always existing. Mm. And I think that it was coming out in in different ways based on where I was. And so it it really transforms the way that I look at the way I treated my body when I was younger in a negative way mm-hmm. because it was it was me expressing my spiritual my spirituality mm-hmm. through my body um, because that was really where I was resonating in mm-hmm. a darker place mm-hmm. and so anything for me now that I can be fully engrossed in the moment is going to allow me to have that feeling and recognizing that I can do that whether it is in conversation with someone mm-hmm. or if it is Climbing is a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful example of this. Mm-hmm. And I recently witnessed, I haven't done it, but I witnessed a new height in that, and that is nighttime climbing. So imagine that, right? So first we have climbing, right? Where you're roped in and your 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 adrenaline is pumping because it's it's not natural to be climbing up something for a human, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that intense. And then you have to focus, all you can focus on is the next move, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only way you're going to be successful, the only way you're going to get to the top is by focusing on just your next step. Now let's like minimize that to just what you can see with your headlamp, right? It's like you are only focused on this moment mm-hmm. and how magical is that? And I feel very similar to, it feels very similar uh, to powerlifting even, right? When you are really pushing your body to the limits, you have to be fully engaged in that moment. Every muscle in your body, everything, you know, I teach it from the ground up, right? Mm -hmm. So from your toes, your monkey toes, gripping the floor, your knees externally rotating, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes all the way from the very bottom of your feet to the very top of your head, right? Mm -hmm. So you're fully engaged in that moment and there are other people supporting you. What, what's more spiritual than that? Mm -hmm. Um, and so then we can take it scuba diving, right? People always explain scuba diving as kind of a spiritual, uh, experience, right? Where they're, they're fully, they're literally immersed in their environment. They, Mm -hmm. they are only focused on what they're currently doing. They are at their absolute capacity, their central nervous system capacity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, soaking everything in mm-hmm. it's just i i mean i think that it really it can be applied to anything and for me personally it it i try um to engage in things on a regular basis yeah. that really bring that vibrancy 
to me and to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I really get that. So yeah, so this is one of the things I wanted to ask you about the realization that I had around that the different ways that people find presence in meditation is the, the example that happened for me was um, this friend of mine. He said, like, my form of meditation is riding my motorcycle out into the country side. Yeah. And so he would just go as, you know, probably faster than he should be going. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he would go a couple hours, whatever. And, and, but for him, so I was like, oh, like, that's how he gets fully present. And that's like meditation for him. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And then I started looking at the different ways of like how people, you know, create that experience for themselves what are, yeah what are the different ways that you see people sort of having that moment of presence i mean obviously within powerlifting but what are some of the other totally there's so many and that's that's really I, that's what i love about this mm-hmm. uh is that everybody starts to cultivate their own passions when they start doing difficult things and you know that was really a big piece of my journey that i witnessed um, you know, in retrospect was, was super beneficial for me was that, um, you know, the more hard things I I showed up for, the more times that I just didn't want to try something that seemed overwhelming and overcame it, it on it, like it unlocked a whole other world of potentials. Mm. Right. And so having this community of people who are all fate standing at their edge, Mm-hmm. allows for so much expansion. And so we, I mean, we have people who rock climb. We have people who are really into repelling. We have skydivers. We have squirrel jumpers. We have uh, swimmers. We have open water swimmers. We have scuba divers. We have, oh man, uh, strongman competitors. Uh, we have power lifters. Uh, that's that's a big chunk of it. We have obstacle course racers. Mm-hmm. We have people who who really seek um, the more and more intense obstacle course racing. So if there's something that is just completely overwhelming, they're like, yeah, I'm in for that. You know, mm-hmm. the super, super elite. Uh, we have people who do backpacking mm-hmm. uh, and wilderness survival stuff. Um, so, you know, it truly is like, every which way we have dancers we have roller skaters mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's i mean whatever your expression is whatever your passion is like i just i love watching people explore that and and unleash new levels of of passion and excitement and connectedness it's it's so cool and share it with each other right to have like a strongman competitor be like oh i've always wanted to try to roller skate Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, so then that's community, right? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So then, yeah, what it what is Unbound to you? Yeah, it's that. It is, you know, so at its foundation, Unbound means that we can continue to create foundational strength and structure for ourselves and for one another, regardless of where we are. So that means that whether you're training here in our headquarter gym uh, or you're traveling, you know, in your in your van out in the in the woods, you know, it can travel with you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there's no reason why you shouldn't stop, you know, supporting yourself and creating those habits that are going to support your goals. Um, so allowing yourself that freedom to, to expand your world while also 
creating goals for yourself and achieving them mm-hmm. uh, and then unleashing different things for yourself. So, um, yeah, so at its foundation, it's it's really strength uh, and community and creating a safe place for each other to try new and difficult things uh, and find your own passion and then have a place to come home and, and share it with. Nice. I like that. Oh, wow. So then I guess my my little tale about standing in the sequoias is that's unbound. It's like, why am I bound up in the gym doing what I'm doing? One million percent it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is, you know, I the last thing I ever want for my community and for the people I love or for anybody, I mean, th- that's not true. So <laughs> I was going to say for the gym to be their whole life. Mm. If you love the gym being your whole life, that's fantastic. You mm, should do that, right? right? But I would love for my people to be trying different things and traveling and going different places and doing interesting things. You know, um, the, the gym is is our habit. It's our, it's our structure. It's our foundation to know that we are ready to yeah. go do the things that we want to do. Yeah, it's so. the mastery that gets us there. I, I, uh, I took some helicopter flying lessons. Mm. So historically, uh, I would categorize myself as being afraid of heights um, years ago. And I kind of looked at it as like programming. The same way that I would program somebody to a goal, Mm -hmm. I wanted to program myself out of this fear. And so I just took it kind of systematically. And so helicopter lessons were one of the things on my list. And so I will never forget being in the helicopter a hundred feet off the ground and I'm flying it. And I, you know, this is probably my third or fourth lesson. And, and he's teaching me to hover and hovering is actually kind of difficult in a helicopter. Like it's minute movements. Yeah. Sounds like it would be, yeah. yeah. And so like just a tiny, tiny millimeter of a movement in the wrong direction and you're like swinging. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it, you are swinging like you're mm-hmm. on a ride. Um, and, and so we're swinging violently and I can't correct it. And he's just calm as cucumber. And I am trying desperately to just make the stupid joystick be still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's swinging. I mean, we're probably 100 feet back and forth kind of swinging. And I'm like, please, just take it, just take it, just take it. And he's, he says to me, uh, the one thing that we don't want in a pilot is someone who gives up. And that just stuck with me, right? That moment of you don't get to be scared right now. You don't get to give up right now. You have to just be in this moment. And so I love that line, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. finding those spaces mm-hmm. where you're actually on that edge and finding that complete moment of, oh yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't allow this right now. I'm going to just be present. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely in this moment and I'm going to handle my business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then how did that show up for you again after that? For, for me, it's it's in every moment, right? In every one of these, like, it, you really can apply it to anything um, in those moments where you're just frustrated with your family or you're frustrated at work mm-hmm. or you're not wanting to do your workout or you're not wanting to, you know, do the habits that you know are going to actually build success f- for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> this is a funny one for me. I have a nighttime routine. And my nighttime routine is like I make tea and I journal for a little while and I read for a little while and I just have a nice, quiet, calm space. And sometimes my kids join me in my, you know, in my bed and we hang out and, you know, um, and that does amazing things for my sleep, 
for my dreams, which help me process my emotions and, and kind of what's going on in my life. And I wake up a new, new person. Also, when I'm stressed, the first thing to fly out the window is my sleep routine, right? And it's like the one thing that we don't want in a pilot, in a mom, in a business owner, in a anything is someone who just gives up on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments, it's like, OK, <laughs> we're going to have to just buckle up and and do this. You know, maybe it's for a second, maybe it's for a minute, but just maintain the routine. Just keep moving forward. Just do what you know you're supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Keep doing the habits that lead to the success and lead to the positive outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that would be so easy to give up on that bedtime routine because it's like, oh, you know, it's just me. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just totally destructive. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And we do that in everything that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, every, you know, it just, it comes down to those, those little micro habit habits or that concept of like micro bravery. Um, and that micro bravery in every day starts to build until those moments where we're actually overcoming big hurdles, right? That's how that happens is, is by building on the wins of little micro bravery in our days and, and, creating a habit of not giving up on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's really, I can look back and be like, oh yeah, that's, that, it, that is how I have climbed my own mountains. Um, so then how, what, in what ways do you inspire, you know, the people here in your community to, so how do you, how do you get that point across of, of, you know, how monumental that actually is? I think that people find it for themselves. You know, it's not, it's not something I can inspire into them. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the (laughs) sort of like toxically positive components of, of fitness is that, that idea that we're supposed to like motivate people to, to do what they're supposed to do. And, and, and I think that, that really we should be setting the groundwork and a healthy container and a healthy community and an expectation of how you're going to show up and and then providing the framework for the results, right? And so, you know, I think that in creating a safe container for people, and I, I hold that as like my most important job is mm-hmm. to create a safe container and a safe community for people to show up wholly as themselves and feeling like they can express themselves uh, in in a healthy way because so much of our lives it it is a negative expression of of who we are and so creating that space where we see you we see you as someone showing up to achieve your goals we see you as someone who's putting in the work on the daily basis and not giving up right mm-hmm. and so i think that that is really where people where their motivation comes from mm-hmm. um, and then also supporting each other in that right when, when you've been here a little while you start to recognize that if you don't show up someone else doesn't show up and then someone else doesn't show up and you know maybe like sitting in that helicopter uh, maybe it would have been okay for me to just crash myself right but I wouldn't want to crash this guy Mm-hmm. you know and and a, a, that's how community mm-hmm. thrives right mm-hmm. it's like it may not be about you mm-hmm. maybe it's about the person next to you so if you can show up fully 
for yourself to set that expectation and to set that container for the people around you, mm-hmm. then then we're all, you know, we're all there. We're all creating that for one another. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that's my wish. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what I try to show up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's beautiful. For my people. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, so then, yeah, that's community to build community building right That's absolutely right. and and looking at it from not just the perspective of like entertaining one another i think that too often community translates as how are we going to entertain people so that they want to be here instead of how are we going to support one another and create foundation for people to show up as their best selves and elevate everyone What is your soul body, Jen? What is my soul body? I did a really cool meditation actually recently um, where we were visualizing what our soul looked like. Mm. Have you ever thought about what your soul looks like? I have actually. And so it was really, it was like, what does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? What would it feel like if you touched it, Uh right? uh And it was, I'll share with you yeah, yeah. what I envisioned. So it was like almost like a like an igloo, like but I was inside of this like icy hut, and outside was like dark and sky and you know just a ton of stars. And on the inside, it like smelled like fire and orange, and it was like velvety and fur and like purple and rich red and just it was like this really warm glowing hut, but it had this like kind of icy exterior. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. But that was where my meditation took me. And Mm -hmm. um, so I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I think that it is, it it kind of aligns with what we've been talking about (laughs) with like this sort of masculine feminine, right? It had the fire element, which is so it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also kind of almost like this adventure spirit, right. Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, it was, it was middle of nowhere. There was, there wasn't anybody else there. It was just like cold and, and, um, stark. Right. But then also warm and so comforting. Cozy inside. Right. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I just, I loved that. Um, because it really was all of the different elements of like that, you know, that masculine feminine, right. Mm-hmm. The, the hard and the soft and, and how those things come together um, and how they create something really like comforting and warm and beautiful. Um, and uh, so when Dan and I were talking uh, with Soul Forum and, and talking about, um, you know, cultivation of spirit through body mm-hmm. and how you know, how we, how we do that and what that looks like and, and how we can witness it to cultivate and create more of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking him through my thought process in terms of recognizing it for people when they start to feel like they're in flow. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on it a little bit mm-hmm. here too. It's, it's, you know, anytime that things are really going well for you mm-hmm. and it might be in nature, it might be when you're doing a particular thing, it might be when you're pushing yourself. I think that that really starts to 
um, cultivate it a little bit deeper for people. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things involved there, mm-hmm. um, like you're actually creating endorphins when those things are happening, and that's the common common denominator there, mm-hmm. is that your amygdala is kicking up and you're creating endorphins. Mm-hmm. And so once that happens, people start to feel euphoria. Mm-hmm. And euphoria is very much connected to your flow state. Flow state, in my opinion, very much being connected to your, your soul mm-hmm. um, and kind of your directional pull, or what I believe should be your directional pull mm-hmm. um, to things that you should like kind of be chasing, right? And so, you know, I think that's really where all of those things kind of come together. And so when I come back to this like kind of picture of what I envision my my like soul as, right? It's yeah. like, it's um, kind of this blending of adventure and strength and preparedness, right? Mm-hmm. With this kind of nurturing and, and, and loving spirit, um, or at least that's what I, I you know, I hope. Um, to bring to you um, myself and and to the people around me, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. It's beautiful. Thanks. I love the idea of consciously getting in touch with and noticing how my own mind-body-spirit connection shows up as an expression of wholeness in my daily life. I don't know about you, but I know I'll be pondering that one for a while. In our next episode, we continue our exploration of the different ways soul shows up in our body. We'll meet Nina, who knows that there is a hidden book within every body, a book that is built chapter by chapter, story by story. Your body stores memories and moments that can invite you deeper into awareness. Nina's wisdom about the body will invite you to look deeper within as you seek a path into your most authentic self. Join us again for Soul Forum. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook, where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.